We've all heard it before. It's who you know. Welcome to Social Capital, a weekly podcast that dives into social relationships and why the investment you put into them is so important. Your host, Lori Hybe, will connect with industry-leading professionals and dive into their networking experiences and expert advice. Hey, everybody. Lori Hybe here. Welcome to the Social Capital Podcast. Our show notes are found at socialcapitalpodcast.com. You can also follow me on Twitter at LJ Hybe and on Facebook. This week's guest is Britt Bolnick. Britt is a successful business owner and magic maker living a life she loves in Maine. She has traveled a path from financial scarcity to financial independence, building a six-figure business she loves as a single mama working less than full-time. Britt mentors women who are 100% committed to building thriving businesses that create visibility and wealth without compromising personal life or sanity, teaching women to use authentic connections to build success. Britt, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I am excited for this conversation because <laughs> connections is what we what it's all about, right? Mm-hmm, exactly. Okay. So how do you go about teaching business owners who dislike networking to network comfortably? Yeah, this is such a great question um, because I was as I was thinking about your show and getting prepared for it, I was realizing that I very rarely talk about networking um, using that language because I find that by the time a woman comes to me, she's really frustrated with that term and feels like, you know, that whole, you know, the networking events that sort of feel like speed dating where people are just pushing cards into your hands and she hates those and she's burnt out and she never knows what to say. And really when you talk about networking, what you're really talking about is connecting with people, how you connect with people, how you understand how they can be of service, how they understand that you can be of service. So one of the things that I do is really pull back from the the word networking to really talk about how networking is just about building relationships and just about forming connections, which is something that the women that I work with are very interested in. That feels authentic and aligned. Um, and they realize that they don't have to sort of feel like a used car salesman <laughs> at mm-hmm. events like that. And they can really just be authentic and talk about how they're of service. And then, you know, most importantly, find out how the people they're talking to are of service and how they can work together to achieve both their goals. I love that. I think that's great. Um, And I think just shifting the context of the actions, you know, the word Mm -hmm. networking um, can come off as a really negative word at times and where building relationships is a very positive word and you just kind of Oh, yeah, that that totally makes sense. That's exactly what I want to do. Yep, exactly. Who doesn't want to build more relationships? I mean, that's that's in service. (laughs) So we're going to go back to the word networking, though. What are some of your networking pet peeves? (laughs) So I already brought up the speed dating feeling. Mm -hmm. I really despise being at events where it's just about how quickly you can get cards into other people's hands. Um, and so the, one of my pet peeves is where people show up at events and just really feel like what they're supposed to be doing is talking about themselves. Um, it just feels very inauthentic. And I wind up with a bunch of business cards that I then go home and put in the recycling bin. Um, so my pet peeve is when networking is when, when the focus is taken off of building connections and relationships and more into like the hustle is what it really, that's my pet peeve, the hustle. 
when it's mm-hmm. not about building relationships and connecting, it's about the hustle and how many cards, you know, you can hand out or who you can tell about what you're doing. Yeah, I, I agree with that. But at my only argument is when it's intentional to be like speed networking. Have you ever done a speed networking event? <laughs> I have not probably because they feel so misaligned. Well, I, I, it is like the speed dating concept, but it, it's intentional that, you know, you're, you're sitting and you're rotating every five minutes and, um, that that's fun, but you're going in with, this is the mindset of this is what it is yeah. I'm here, well, as opposed to wanting to build relationships. Sure. And I think that that would be fun because the people who do that are people who are like, yes, speed network it. Like then it would be fun. That would uh-huh. be the intention of it. Um, yeah. so I think that that would be an exception for sure when that's actually what you're intending to do. Uh-huh. It's just that that rapid fire, um, that rapid fire format is not going to lend itself to all types of connection building. But yes, I think if that's what you're there for, it is fun and that's what you're prepared for. Totally. So what are uh, some of your favorite networking tips? Some of my favorite networking tips are, so I have, um, it's funny because no one who meets me believes this, but I have sometimes almost crippling social anxiety. So it's really hard for me to walk into a place where I don't know anyone and there's kind of like, a setup sort of like forced you're supposed to connect with people kind of environment. Mm-hmm. So one of my favorite things to do is to walk in with a bunch of questions that I want to ask other people. People love talking about themselves and it becomes a really easy way to start a conversation that isn't just small talk and can kind of pass into real connection faster. Um, so preparing myself by having questions that I want to ask other people and also really bringing, you know, an air of curiosity about the people there instead of just focusing on, you know, how I'm going to talk about what I do. I find that if I'm focusing on other people, when I have an opportunity to talk about what I do, it comes much more organically. Sure. That makes sense. That's the first one. Um, I also do a lot of energetic work because I have social anxiety. I'll do things in the car to kind of calm myself and focus myself. Um, One of the things that I really like to do is zoom back from just what's in front of me to what my mission is. Because if I'm going into an event, really thinking about how much I love connecting with women and how much I love supporting them in being out in the world and making an impact, it's much easier for me to show up. It's almost like I connect to the thing that's bigger than me than just how I'm going to do my elevator pitch. Mm-hmm. And that really helps me to feel more anchored and centered and, and like I can come from my mission and vision instead of just like a prepared speech. Those yeah. are two of my favorites. I love that. That's great. They're both great. I love the idea of kind of, both of them are all around planning in advance of attending the event. Mm-hmm. You know, the questions yeah. you intend to ask um, and you're mentally being prepared for what is your goal? What are you trying to get out of this event? Mm-hmm. Nice. Good tips overall. Thank you. So can you share with our listeners your most successful or favorite networking experience that you've had? Um, I do I do a couple of things. I'm very selective these days about what I do just because I do have anxiety and I found that some of the some of the um methods of networking really don't work for me. Like the kind where everyone's in a room mingling, that mm-hmm. really doesn't work for me. The ones that I love are smaller groups that are sort of centered around a conversation. Like we have a local women's entrepreneurial group that meets, um, you know, one morning a month at a local restaurant and everyone sits around the table and it's more of a conversation 
than a mingling event. Mm -hmm. And I really love those because the women really get to connect with each other in a low pressure way, but we also get to have a conversation about something. And it's very organic. One woman will pose a place where she's stuck, um, you know, or a question she has, and we'll kind of chime in to help. But it's a great way of networking because it allows you to really be authentic and be of service which is one of the best ways to get someone to really remember you and your work. And it's in a way, it's in more of a conversational way where the other people at the table really remember who you are and what you said and how you tried to help. And there's a deeper connection um, than, you know, a more small talky sort of venue. So I think that those are in general, my favorite networking events where it's smaller groups and there's actually conversation um, and we get to build relationships with each other. Those yeah. are the ones that I really love. Yeah, I agree. I, I'm part of some of those smaller, more intimate circles and find greater value and deeper bonds and relationships are formed. Yeah. And they're formed a lot faster too, because exactly. you, you're you're kind of going real deep, real fast. Mm-hmm. Exactly. created. Nice. Yeah. I mean, if you, you know, if you come up to me in a networking event and you say, what do you do? And I say, well, I'm a business coach or mentor for women business owners. You know, you might remember that, but not nearly as much as you will if you sat at a table and heard me give a couple of tips to a woman who's really stuck mm-hmm. and actually watched me be of service um, and, and vice versa. And that, that stuff, because then we get to, you know what it is? We get to experience each other mm-hmm. instead of just a pitch about what we do. Yeah, totally. Love it. So how do you stay in front of or best nurture your community and your network? So I do it by doing the things that I love. I'm a huge Facebook fan. I really love Facebook for its possibility for connection. Um, So I'm very, very active on Facebook and it's all in ways that make me happy. Just sharing, um, nurturing my community, putting out things that I think will be helpful, making people laugh. Um, I really love finding kind of ridiculous animal memes and then figuring out how that joke can connect to something that I want to share. Um, (laughs) But those go really far. You know, I think one of the furthest reaching ones that I had was a bunch of chickens in brightly colored tutus. And And the post that I put up was something about how marketing works best when you're really being authentic and sharing how you're in service. But that chicken meme went everywhere. Like people <laughs> loved it. People shared it. I don't even know how many people read the post, but people shared that post everywhere because of the chickens and tutus. Sure. So I really like, you know, I use social media as a way to connect with people. Um, and that's something that I love doing on the day to day. But then the other way that I really get in front of people and get visible is in small groups. Mm-hmm. And I might do that by doing an in-person workshop or, by showing up at the smaller networking events that I really love um, or doing things like Facebook lives, which again, I do because I really enjoy them Yeah. Um, or, or being in my groups on Facebook and working with my clients on Facebook. Yeah, I think that's great. I'm, I'm a big uh, Facebook group user as well, I mm-hmm. would say. And, and it is a different, uh, more intimate to some extent and people are more willing to share and add value in mm-hmm. groups, uh, I find, as opposed to just standard, you know, the public posting, which is, you know, everyone can see where groups are really focused on like-minded individuals. Sure. Yeah, it's a great use of social media, those groups. They're really, you can get a lot of value in them if you really show up and, um, you know, participate. Like I've found the ones that I find the most aligned and I make 
conscious efforts to spend time in them every week. Yeah. I love that you are purposely trying to make people laugh and (laughs) finding, you know, visuals that are putting a smile on people's faces. I think that's something that is going to be memorable for sure. It's important. We don't laugh enough. We, you know, everything's (laughs) so serious and, you know, times are really challenging right now. And if I can make someone laugh and help them feel like they're not alone in the problem they're having, that's just such a huge win. Yeah, I love it. Really good. So what advice, Britt, would you offer to the business professional who's looking to grow their network? So number one is be of service in an authentic way. Um, you know, I, there's, a, there's a rising trend, again, on Facebook, although I'm sure it's happening on Instagram and whatever else the kids are using these days. But there's this rising trend of um, those posts where someone starts out as saying, like, I'm going to get really vulnerable here or something like that. They're like these thinly disguised sales posts that are kind of vague, but are, you know, meant to be eye-catching. And I just really resent those because they're not of service. Um, and I think that a lot of entrepreneurs you know, wonder why those techniques aren't working. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think that number one is to really be of service. Think of what your ideal clients need and then talk about that. Give tips and tools, you know, figure out how you can help people to get what they want. Um, you know, in a, in a, in a way that, you know, obviously you're not giving away the whole kit and caboodle, but come at it from how can I help you? What do you need? Mm -hmm. And that goes a really, really long way. And those people will become clients if they're ideal. And if not, maybe you've just done a really good deed in the world, you know, but that's my number one tip. Yeah. Um, I, I agree with that for sure. Yeah. That's that, that one goes a long way. And then the other thing that I think one of the things that I really help my clients with is understanding how to speak so that you help your community connect the dots. And I'll give you a a quick example. Um, You know, we all talk about, um, you know, everyone wants to know how to market their business more effectively. So I might do a post or talk to my community about ways to show up really authentically or how to grow your social media without ad spend, or, you know, how um, you really need to understand ideal client and your offerings before you start to drive traffic to something. So things that people like you and I know, but we're really over explaining them. It's almost like, you know, you're talking to a kid because not everyone is going to understand your process or the things that you assume everyone knows. So I try to really break things down in the most simple terms and the easiest, smallest steps. And people really appreciate that. And that goes back to service, you know, and if I've helped someone understand how to get their first client, even if they're not paying me, then when they're ready for their 10th and 11th and 12th, they're going to remember that I help them, you know, just as a goodwill offering to get their first client. That's great. I love that. Really keep the message simple is really what it Mm -hmm. comes down to, but add value at at the same time. Fantastic. So Britt, digital networking or traditional networking, which one do you find more value in? I find value in both of them and I put equal effort. um, Well, I won't say equal effort. Digital marketing is easiest because I'm in front of my computer all day long, but I really use a mix of Um, digital marketing, and in-person live events because there's something that happens when you're in a room with people that cannot be 
replicated by digital marketing. Um, so I really try to do, I do digital marketing more just because I'm in front of my computer, but I make sure that on the regular, I'm showing up in person and kind of getting away from behind the computer. I think people rely on digital marketing too much. Mm-hmm. And what we really need are people out in the community more and, you know, connecting in ways that they can be of service. Yeah. Yeah. I'm an advocate for both. Um, I think it's important to be active online in the digital space, but also like you said, uh, in person and getting involved in the community more too. Nice. Mm -hmm. Yeah, most definitely. I mean, you really, it's so much easier to make, as you said, it's so much easier and faster to make that connection when someone's right in front of you. Mm -hmm. But digital marketing gives us these amazing opportunities to connect with and serve anyone in the world. Mm -hmm is, you know, should not be underestimated. Cool. If you could go back to your 20-year-old self, what would you tell yourself to do more of, less of, or differently with regards to your professional career? Uh, I'm tempted to say all these different things, but, you know, I came to In Arms Coaching in such a bizarre, not bizarre, but like there was such a clear path to it that I think if I did anything differently, I wouldn't, you know, I would have started in arms coaching earlier, but it was a side product. I mean, it, the path to it started by me having my child, which happened at 32. So in a way I couldn't have started it any earlier. Um, but I definitely would have believed in myself a little sooner. It took me a long time to believe in myself Mm -hmm. and I think I could have done so much more. I mean, I don't have any regrets. I built it on my time frame. I built it while putting myself and my kid first. Uh, so it grew, it grew more slowly than people who weren't single parents with sole custody. Um, and that's okay because that's what was, you know, I grew my business by putting what was most important first all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but it would have been nice to do it. Um, it would have been nice to do it without so much struggle. And I think there were choices that I could have made, um, I definitely would have left New York City earlier, which really catapulted my business because it was so much easier to live outside of New York City than it was. Um, So I definitely hung on there too long. Hmm. Interesting. Um, Yeah, the believing in yourself uh, comment that I I find that interesting too. And and it's it's something about just getting older to some extent where Mm -hmm. your mind just shifts to you worry less about what others think about you and you focus more on how you feel about yourself. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I also, you know, the more women I was able to be in service to, the more, you know, I was like, oh, wow, I I actually do have a way to help people that is really effective. This isn't all just me wanting to do things that I want to do. And that gave me more and more confidence. But I wish I had believed in it in the beginning when it first started happening instead of waiting for so much external um, validation. Sure. Good. So we've all heard of the six degrees of separation. Now, who would be the one person that you love to connect with? And do you think you could do it within the sixth degree? So this would be a connection. So in addition to Interim's coaching, I also, I started a nonprofit dog rescue um, about three years ago. 
Um, and it's really my heart and soul in so many different ways. So I think that the six degrees of separation would probably have to do with the dog rescue world. Does that count? <laughs> Absolutely. Why not? <laughs> okay. So it would probably be Tia Torres of Pitbulls and Proleys or John Stewart, who also does a lot with animal rescue. Um, but someone who could really help us with our mission in terms of getting more eyes and funding. Okay. Um, cool. Because in the in the in arms coaching world, honestly, I don't think that I'd even. I mean, it's just it's so organic that you just have to. I feel like with my business, all I have to do is put myself out there. Um, but my business doesn't depend on me asking for funding, mm-hmm. and the rescue does. So mm-hmm. that would be the difference. So, what steps would you take to connect with uh, Tia Torres or John Stewart? So this is where my somewhat rabid um, use of Facebook would come into play. And this is and this is where I would really, and honestly, there's no reason why we can't do this. So this is giving me a great idea to just get off the phone and start this. Um, but it. this is one of the things that, you know, if, when you build community before you need it, we have an immense organic community for the dog rescue. And I have a growing and large community for in arms coaching. So honestly, I just start off by saying, Hey, Facebook community, we want to talk to one of these two people who can connect us. And I don't even think it would take six degrees. I think it would take two or three. Yeah, I'm sure. And that's awesome. Now, yeah, I challenge you to do that. And then you need to report back and let us know. <laughs> I will. When I will. But, that's, but that's one of the great reasons why you can, you know, you can use, you should be using networking to nurture and grow your community so that when you have an ask, you've already proven yourself to them. You're already trustworthy and people are already pulled into your mission and vision. Mm-hmm. And that's what, you know, you don't want to, you don't want to ask as you're building, you mm-hmm. want to really establish a rapport and a trust and a record of, of being of service before you ask for things. Totally. So I think that nurturing your community by building relationships is so important for when you do have an ask, whether it's something you're selling or a client you want to be introduced to, or, you know, someone to give you a hundred thousand dollars to buy land and start an animal sanctuary. You want to have that relationship first. And that's why networking is so important to be doing regularly. Totally agree. hundred percent. So as an, an entrepreneur and someone who's helping other entrepreneurs, continuous education is obviously a, a vital point of our own personal and professional development. I'm always curious what book or podcast my guests are, are into right now. Um, so I'm following Kiva Schiller very closely. She doesn't have a book or a podcast. She should have both. Um, but she's the owner of The Heartful Business and she uh, teaches really aligned and integrity-fueled marketing um, that is very much reliant on building connections and building Um, relationships and being of service. I think that the one that really has to do with marketing and I just posted about it and I'm going to, I'm going to totally forget the name, but it's, (laughs) is it Simon, Simon Sinek? Sinek? Simon Um, Sinek. Yeah. Yeah. The why book. Yep. Oh yeah. He's that one. Yeah. Yeah. So that one, because what I found is that when you're just trying to sell something, it's really hard to get people on board and supportive when you're contributing to a mission and vision people want to be a part of it. And Mm -hmm. so I'm teaching all my clients to grow their businesses with their mission and vision at the base, not the thing that they're selling. 
And so I really love his book. I just started it, but I, you know, I can't read it without a marker in my hand (laughs) Um, because I really love what he's saying about really connecting to the why and letting that be your fuel. Yeah, I agree. I I love what he has to say. Um, I teach uh, at the local university and every single class will watch the the quick little five minute TED talk snippet about your why. Every class. It's so important. I love it. It is. Good. Yeah. All right, Britt, I'm going to turn the microphone over to you and give you the opportunity to interview me. What is something that you would like to ask me? I would love to know what you consider the top tools or strategies. You know, how do you guide people into making really valuable connections via networking that, that guide their mission and vision? What are oh. your expert tips and yeah. tools and secrets? Yeah, that's a great question. And um, I'm actually kind of working on a little side project because I've interviewed over 200 awesome people on this topic. And I've heard so many fascinating ideas and tips and tools, and I want to kind of like compile them. Um, Some of my favorites that I'm an active advocate of um, include getting involved. So volunteering, I think Mm. is fantastic because there's just a natural connection that happens when you find you're connected on a a passion, you know, whether it's related to, you know, doing good for a community or get in, in sports or, you know, something along those lines. Um, I think that there's a level of trust that's created there right away. Um, and I would say always go with the intention of giving first. So Mm -hmm. I have a, a practice that I've started implementing probably in the last six months, Um, And pretty much I wrap up every conversation, whether it's one of my team members or a prospective client, a current client, or just someone I'm connected with for the first time. I always close the conversation is, is there anything else I can do to help you? Mm, And it's so simple. Um, And I find that it just adds value to the relationship right away. Yeah. So yeah. it's, I mean, you've spoken to a lot of these points and, um, and, and follow up, you know, if you're follow through on your promise, if, if mm-hmm. you say, I'm going to make this connection for you, or I've got a great resource for you. Don't just say that and then disappear. Make sure you yeah. deliver on the promise that you're putting out there. Yeah. Integrity is a huge, huge cornerstone. I think Absolutely. of success. Yeah. Those are awesome. I love those. Thank you. That was a really great question. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Britt, any final word or advice off our listeners with regards to growing and supporting your network? I just, I really, I mean, obviously if they're here listening to you, they're invested in growing this way, but I just really encourage people to think of how you can connect and serve other people. And it's just going to feel, you know, whether you're someone who struggles with networking and growing your community or whether you're someone who feels really confident about it, but just wants to, you know, be ever, ever increasing your skills, really coming at it from, you know, how you're of service and how you can connect with someone, because there isn't, and I've seen this in so many beautiful ways in my life. There's not a single person on this planet that you cannot connect with in some way, shape or form. So Mm -hmm. it becomes this kind of magical invitation to find the way to connect with the person in front of you and then just see how you can be of service and how they're being of service. And for me, that's really shifted the concept of growing my community. Um, 
and forming connections and partnerships. Yeah, I think that's great. It's all about giving to others first. Yeah. To build those yeah. relationships. Yeah. I love it. Absolutely. Great. Britt, if anyone was interested in getting in contact with you, what is the best way that they can reach you? Yeah, so they can find me either via my website, which is just inarmscoaching.com, one word. Um, if you listen to this, you know I'm very active on Facebook. So you can find me either at Britt Bolnick or Britt Bolnick in Arms Coaching. Um, and um, yeah, I just, I, I would love to hear from, from folks and from folks in your community and, and hear whether this was helpful or not. So please don't hesitate to reach out. That's awesome. And we will include all that information in our show notes. Thank you so much for taking the time to be on the show today. Thank you for having me. This was really fun. It was fun. You shared some fantastic tips and insights. Definitely appreciated. Awesome. This wraps up our episode of Social Capital. A huge thank you to Britt for taking the time to connect with us. Join us next week for another great guest as we continue the conversation on networking and building your community. If you need me, send an email to Lori at socialcapitalpodcast.com. Otherwise, we'll see you next week. That's all for this episode of the Social Capital Podcast. Visit socialcapitalpodcast.com for show notes, more episodes, and to see who will be on the show next. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next episode.